Welcome to my new podcast, Just Being Elena. Today's episode will be about DACA. Before I continue, I would like to give the give you the definition of DACA and what it means. DACA is a Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. It's a United States immigration policy that allows some individuals with unlawful presence in the United States after being brought to the country as children to receive a renewable two-year period of deferred action from deportation and become eligible for a work permit in the United States. To be eligible for the program, recipients cannot have felonies or serious misdemeanors under records. Unlike the proposed DREAM Act, DACA does not provide a path to citizenship for recipients. Now, having said that, um, I'll be continuing this podcast um, with my story. I was born in Querétaro, Mexico, and I was brought to the United States when I was two years old. Now, back in 1993, that's when I was two years old, um, things weren't as difficult as they are now. And people were able to cross over without much difficulty. Um, I realized that I didn't have citizenship or residence, residency um, when I was in high school. It never really mattered that I didn't have what we call papers or a green card. Um, when I was young, up until I got to high school, and and I think this happens to every DACA recipient, um, when we start uh, applying for colleges and looking at other kids, uh, being able to get financial aid um, because they're citizens. And so at that time, uh, it didn't really matter to me. College was like a faraway dream. Um, it's sad to say, but it really was because I would think that why would I go to college if I'm not going to be able to work in the career that I'm going to get with my studies? Because remember, I was illegal. Um, in 2013 or 2014, around that time, uh, Obama, um, he passed this immigration policy uh that all we're not kids anymore at this time right but he said that all people or this group of people that were brought um when they were younger when they were kids they could have a deferred action against deportation and be able to have a work permit and that opened a huge door for me in my future um because before that i really didn't care much about anything um because i just thought well i'm just going to be here i'm not going to be able to go to college and i'm just going to be just like a working class and it's not bad being in working class, but I just didn't care about college. That was it um, because I thought there was no point to it. And so whenever I hear from my uncle about this, 
uh, immigration policy, I started to investigate about it. And I decided that I was going to do my own paperwork. Because I have always liked to do paperwork things. Um, and so I investigated. I printed all the instructions on how to do it. And I did it myself. And I sent in the money order. And weeks went by. And I didn't hear anything. <laughs> and if you're a DACA recipient, you know that those weeks or months are excruciating and it's nerve-wracking um, because every two years we have to wait for our own fate if you can call it that um, so it's always being stuck in some kind of limbo and I remember thinking you know what, this was a mistake, I should have had a lawyer, an attorney, um, so they could guide me, maybe I did something wrong, and so one day I come home from work, at that time I, I was working at a bakery, and I got home, um, and I saw an envelope, and my hands were shaking, I was nervous, um, because my fate, my whole life was in that envelope, I think I was about maybe um, 20, maybe 20, if I'm not mistaken. Because I think maybe I'm wrong and maybe the deferred action was like in 2011 or 2012. I'm not really sure. It's been a while now. Um, so I was in my early 20s. And so I was very nervous and I opened up this envelope and it was not an acceptance letter. It was a letter saying that they needed more information. And my heart broke for some reason because I wanted that um, work permit already. I wanted to be able to um, contribute to economy and be able to go to college and um, and. And I just want to add that before that I could go to college, however, though, I chose not to because I just didn't think it was worth it. And so once um, I saw that, kind of like my dreams shattered a little bit. But my mom, she told me, you know, try again, send more information, do something. So I started to gather more information. Like I sent all my diplomas from elementary school, from middle school. Um, I even went to my eye doctor, got all my records there. Um, and I sent all that information again. And so weeks went by and I didn't hear anything. Um, again, excruciating weeks, um, nerve wracking. And then all of a sudden, one day I came home again from for my job, my big the bakery job, um, and and I see the envelope and I open it and my heart is racing, and there was the acceptance letter saying that I had two years of deferred action and my work permit. Um, thinking about this, almost makes me want to cry because, um, it was the moment where. A door was open, I think, to a lot of us DACA recipients. 
um, to a door of hope that we could do more. Now, um, by having said all that, that's how DACA began for me. And now I just want to add um, a little bit more of information about DACA. So what is it that I cannot do with DACA? One of the things that I dislike about DACA, and yes, I said dislike, is that there is no pathway to citizenship or residency. A lot of people are against DACA and they are against it because they think that we don't want to become citizens, that there is a pathway to citizenship for all, but that is not true. There's no pathway to citizenship or residency with DACA. And that's one of the things that I really dislike about it. Um, and therefore, I cannot travel internationally. There used to be um, advanced parole, um, but then uh, people would go to their home countries and come back, and then they would be able to have like a pathway to citizenship due to a loophole. However, though, uh, the Trump administration got a hold of this loophole, and now they removed advanced parole. So there's no, um, there's no way, there's no path to citizenship or residency, unless a DACA recipient marries a citizen. And of course, however, though alone, no. Um, another thing that I cannot do with DACA is apply for any federal benefits. So I cannot apply um, for food stamps or things like that. Um, so that's another thing which I don't really care because like I said, I have a job and I am able to sustain myself. I have no kids as of right now. Um, therefore, that's not really an important thing for me. Um, another thing that I cannot do with DACA is apply for FAFSA. And yes, this does irk me a little bit because... Um, because we contribute a lot. We have jobs and we pay taxes all the time. Um, and so it kind of gets to me that we cannot apply for FAFSA, um, even though most of us have really good payable jobs and, um, and we could pay for school, but it gets kind of difficult because school is very expensive and that in all is another topic. Um, so yes, I already said about what I contribute, which is taxes and to the economy and all of that. And lastly, I want to talk about what has DACA given me? Because even though there are things that I dislike about it, um, I feel like my life wouldn't be like it is right now if it wasn't for DACA. And so DACA has given me security in a way that when I am driving um, or I'm out and about or working. Um, I don't feel fear of seeing a cop 
or see an immigration officer um, because I have the deferred action. Um, and so it has given me a little bit of security and a peace of mind. Um, another thing that DACA has given me is be able to have a good job. Um, and by that, I don't mean that, um, I don't mean it, it, I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean that I have a job that is better paid, um, and better benefits. Um, and so I just want to add that I'm a Spanish interpreter in a hospital. And so it's a very good paying job and it has very good benefits and, I just want to say that if it wasn't for DACA, I don't think that I would have this job that I love so much. Um, this liberty of having um, PTO, um, because when I used to work at the bakery, I didn't know what PTO was. Um, and so it's differences like that that makes me very grateful for DACA. And lastly, um, DACA has given me the peace of mind to be able to travel um, in the United States. And I love traveling. It's a part of me. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, and so I have traveled to Puerto Rico, Alaska, California, Florida, Arkansas, Minnesota, New York, New Jersey. Um, I think that's about it for right now. Um, but I have done these travels. And United States is a very beautiful um, country. And I truly and honestly love it. Um, I see beauty in all of the states. Um and so hopefully one day I get to, hopefully one day I get to travel the world. But as of right now, I'm really happy that I am able to do it here in the United States. Um, and I feel very grateful for DACA at the end of the day. Thank you for listening to my podcast here on Just Being Elena. If you want to know more about DACA or how to support DACA, go to unitedwithdream.org. Again, that is unitedwithdream.org. Thank you for listening again, and I'll be back with more episodes every Wednesday. 